Big Life Since 2016, Happy Toy Hunting, and Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, you got your radio voice going on over there. Happy Valentine's Day. Hey, hey, this is Scott Toon coming at you. 104.1. Coming at you from 1269. <laughs> Scott, it's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to all you couples out there. I'm invading through your ear holes. Oh, that's another hole that's getting invaded tonight. You thought you had three, you have five. (laughs) God damn it. All right, all right, stop that. All right, Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to episode 421, hashtag Fig Life. Adios. (laughs) I'm going to make that the beginning. (laughs) Very good. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for you. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. Each sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 421 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what's going on, dude? I have a really funny wrestling figure story for you, Jeff. Okay, I'm all here for it. So I kind of threw this out in our Facebook group the other night. And uh, relate it to the guys. It's one of the dumbest things I've ever done in all my years of collecting. I mean, like, hands down, the dumbest. Like collecting... No, you haven't really collected anything dumb over the years. I mean, outside of what, in your opinion, would be like Toy Biz. Did you really collect those? I did. Yes, I did. I have a whole collection of Toy Biz in the garage, dude. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was dumb. (laughs) That was pretty dumb. But it is not that. It is not anything to do with uh, WCW Toy Biz, Jeff's most beloved figure collection of all time. Of all time. So I was getting tired of looking at all the boxes in the office. And I'm like, okay, time to start unboxing all these things and start getting them into the detolf. I need to get to cleaning this room. I was getting tired of looking at it. I'll get to that point where I'm just like, it's got to get done. So anyway, two humongous boxes of loot from Big Bad Toy Store got broken open and I am on a figure opening rampage because pretty okay. much everything I wasn't keeping anything that I had bought MOC. Everything was going in the case. So I'm on a figure opening rampage. I'm opening Uso figures and Batman figures and Pee Wee Herman and Alf and <laughs> Freddie Mercury figure. Everything's getting opened. You're killing me over here, by the way, with opening everything. I know I should have sent you a picture of the three bags of empty figure boxes. Don't send me that snuff. Don't you do that to me. <laughs> God damn it. There's like Sarah McLaughlin playing over the video. Like <laughs> empty figure boxes. <laughs> Through the yeah. eyes of the angels are playing and the, <laughs> just crying. Yeah, the two things. There's puppies and freaking opening figures. <laughs> tugging out the heartstrings over here. No figures were harmed in the making of this video, by the way. Well, that's good to hear because I know what's coming up next. So I get to my stash of Elite 106 of which I ordered three figures. I ordered Jimmy and Jey Uso and Paul Bearer. Now, my history with ordering figures that have variants, it, it never have I gotten one shipped to me. 
ever. Mm-hmm. It's always the standard version. So got my pile of loot and I'm shredding open boxes. I get to Paul Bearer, run the blade across the box, tear the figure out, turn the figure over. It's the variant Paul Bearer. Oh, I <laughs> did you slice open the back of it when you opened up the. So what I did is I didn't even look at the front. Okay. I literally just grabbed the box out and it was like, I saw the back of the package. I didn't see the front. So I was literally holding the figure face down. Okay. And so I sliced the tape and then pulled the plastic out. And as I'm turning the figure around, I realize it's the chase bear. I noticed the blue suit first and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I was so pissed, dude, because I know these things are sold out everywhere. So I immediately have to text you guys, let you know what happened. It was pretty funny. And I'm like, oh, well, I'll just, you know, go to the mercy of the secondary market and try to get us because I don't want the, the variant. I wanted the regular Paul Bear to go next to old school Undertaker. That's how I want him displayed in the detolf. So anyway, I reach out and see, hey, does anybody happen to have one? Nobody did. And then you texted me this morning because I had actually found on Entertainment Earth. They still had the pre-order for Paul Bear. Mm-hmm. So I was like, OK, let's roll the dice and make sure, you know, I doubt I'll get two, but let's roll the dice and hopefully I get the standard version. But then you hit me up and Norm had one available mm-hmm. and I am trading him the loose variant Paul Bearer, which I was actually just pulling out of the box right when we started recording, Jeff. I pulled out the urns and everything. Um, I'm going to trade Norm the loose variant bearer for the standard carded Paul Bearer, which is the one I wanted from the jump. I didn't think for a second that I would have gotten the the variant. It, mm-hmm. it didn't even cross my mind. I was just like, OK, cool. Here's Paul Bearer. Let's get him ripped open and. Get him ready to go next to the Undertaker. And then I turned the figure over and I saw the blue suit. Dude, I can't even imagine or I can't even describe to you the feeling that went through me when I saw it was the variant. It was like <laughs> I, I had committed like the biggest MOC crime ever. Like Mr. <laughs> MOC over here is opening variants. And that's a huge no-no, at least in my book. So Norm's Paul Bearer is actually over here. Oh, nice. Okay. I picked it up for him on new year's eve when i hit that uh 105 or no sorry 106 jackpot oh, that gold mine yeah over yeah. at walmart so i had picked up the four figures for norm well i had the paul bearer over here the regular one uh-huh and i knew it and because i was looking at it last night and i was thinking i was like i wonder if norm would be willing to trade so i texted norm today and he's like yeah i'll, be, I'll take that trade okay. and so that's when i hit you up you said, let's do it. So what I'll do on Saturday or when the show drops the previous night, I'll bring out the Paul Bearer figure that is the regular and you will hand me the variant and then there will be a, a trade made. And there will be much rejoicing. Much rejoicing. And and the wrongs of Scott will be made right. Yes. And the wrestling figure collecting world can all go back to peace again. Because yes. right now it's it's in chaos and I don't like it so anyways that's a whoopsie scott because oh my gosh dude it it, it was one of those things okay stop getting so tunnel visioned into opening and start paying attention to what you're actually so like even the figures that i know didn't have variants because that was the only one that could have been i'm still like checking things over to make sure there's no like weird oh this this batman figure is missing an ear on his cowl like maybe it's a weird variant like i'm making sure everything is good like oh my gosh I felt like the biggest a-hole, dude. Like, Mr. MOC over here, ripping open variants. (laughs) I felt awful. Well, there is a trade being made. I wish I had the sound effect, like the ESPN trade, when they do the NFL draft. 
Isn't and it Superman music or Star Wars music? Isn't that breaking news? Well, that's breaking news. This is okay. just, I need trade music. This like, is just trade. Yeah, this is a trade. So I need like that ESPN sound when there's a trade made. It's all, doo, 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 doo. you know, there's like a chime or something. I can't do it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Close yeah. enough. We knew what you meant. Yeah. Anyways, I need that sound effect. I just don't know how to do sound effects on this board. <laughs> so big thanks to Norm. I greatly appreciate it. You have, uh, you've helped me out big time, dude. Uh, by the way, I'm sorry that uh, your brother is not the life of the party. Let's see if you get that reference. That your brother brother is not the life of the party? Yes. Uh, on Drunk Wrestling History, I actually found this funny. You guys reviewed the 1998 Royal Rumble. And Ed was talking about the people he was sitting with, and you were talking about the people that you were sitting with. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you mentioned that you were sitting with, or no, Ed mentioned that you were sitting with Ed and Sean. And they're like, and Ed goes, oh, the life of the party over there. And you're like, oh, yeah. Well, I was also <laughs> sitting with, and you said I was sitting with Jeff and Dave. And Ed says, oh, that's it's getting even better. And you're like, oh, yeah. So <laughs> your loser brother over here actually cracked up at that, but also felt like a tool. I was like, no wonder Scott doesn't want to go with me to to, to shows anymore. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah, we, uh, we get them. Uh, blowing around fast and furious over there on drunk wrestling history. <laughs> oh i actually found that funny uh, but dave and i are losers so dave and i will go to shows together oh gosh no it's funny because we always um if you've ever met our buddy ed not eddie from drunk wrestling history but our buddy ed bell I mean, he he we did the friends giving episode with him yeah he was and funny. described to describe his person greatest guy but like to describe his personality would not necessarily be like bubbly and outgoing. Um, maybe like maybe a little Lance Storm ish. Fair. That's yeah, fa- maybe. that's a fair assessment. Yeah. So it's all that's always kind of been like a joke. Like, you know, settle down over there, Ed. <laughs> you know, like calm down, dude. You're you're getting too hyper. Is that like calling a a fat guy skinny or something? Kind of, sort of, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> kind of, sort of, yeah. It's like, relax, buddy. You're getting too worked up over there. <laughs> so, yeah, that that's where the joke all stemmed from. And then it, it just kind of rolled from there. I know. I had to give you shit about it, though. I deserved it. I was like, oh, Dave and I suck. <laughs> yeah, I can't talk crap about you on one show and not expect to get it back on the other. Oh, yeah. I'm going to totally give it back to you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, if anybody like, oh, by the way, April 5th, 4 p.m. April 5th. 4 p.m. Do we have a spot yet? No. We need to get that. We, we I, I'm having a feeling it's going to be that Irish pub that was mentioned last week. Con, I'm, I'm almost positive. Conway Twitty. Or, or as uh, Steve Hoker pointed out, Tack O'Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I died when you put that in that chat, that's, dude. That's hella funny, dude. <laughs> oh, it was great. It was. I was like, that's so fitting because, yeah, it might be a Taco Bell. <laughs> it's the <laughs> irish taco bell yes exactly but april 5th 4 p.m we are gonna have a spot for you here soon we're gonna nail it down april 5th 4 p.m philadelphia just hit us up when or we'll send out like mass alerts and all that stuff it'll we'll be send- close to the wrestlecon hotel too for you guys exactly so april 5th 4 p.m fig life meetup three there will be giveaways there'll be prizes all that stuff april 5th 4 p.m fig life meetup three and if you want to get any of our shirts head on over to pro wrestling tees or what a maneuver dot net you can follow us on the twitter x youtube snapchat and the book of faces at fully posable instagram fully posable wfp 
You can go back and listen to any of our past podcasts on Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Podbean. Just do a Google search. That's the best thing you can do. Please rate and review and subscribe on iTunes. And you can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all. Send it on over to Fully Posable, WFP at gmail.com. Scott, before we jump into what you purchased outside of your pile of loot and everything, we got a Instagram message from a gentleman by the name of Tony Tang Tagney. I apologize. I messed up your last name, man, but it's Tony M. It's Tony M. Tagney. But anyway, oh, I was like, Jeff, I don't think you know how letters work. <laughs> I don't. So anyways, he sent a message. He said, hey, Jeff and Scott, just wanted to let you know I was at the Royal Rumble in Tampa and the crowd was electric. When I watched it the other day on TV, it didn't seem as spectacular as it did in person. Oh, and by the way, I'm a big Don Mattingly fan too. Hell yeah, brother. So I said, thank you for the update, Tony. Watch it back. Uh, you saw the same thing I did. The crowd uh, would get hot for a split second and then die down. He goes, yeah, I don't know if it was something different on TV, but when you were there, it was quite electric. But then again, it could just be me. Hmm. Okay. Like I said, I didn't watch it with any sound, so I... I don't have any judgment or observation here, but yeah, I thought just watching without sound, it was really, really good. Yeah. You know, what's weird actually is when I was in Dallas for Cody's return, like he got a good pop, but like the way that building is structured and the sound just travels up and out in Dallas, it didn't sound like it was that big of a pop. But when I went back and watched it on TV, that pop was insane dude oh it's thunderous yeah yeah i've watched that return several times and every day it's reminiscent of that hardy's pop mm -hmm. from wrestlemania what 2016 whatever number that was 2018 Uh, 2017 33 33 yeah when they came back um that's one of the biggest pops i've ever heard but yeah that cody pop was ginormous when he came back at wrestlemania a couple years ago (sighs) scott you pick up anything um trying to remember i I don't think I did. I think really the only thing I went back and got was that Paul Bearer that I ended up canceling because of of Norm coming through on the trade. Um, no, just opening. A lot of opening. I didn't pick anything up, though. Okay. I did do a couple pre-orders this week. I got the Big Rubber Guys Magnum TA. Oh, excellent. Very good. You didn't get one of the Hacksaws? No, I'm going to pass on Hacksaw. Reason okay. being is each figure is 50 bucks. I mean, it's 50 bucks plus shipping so you're getting shipping for free so that's cool yeah but at the same time it's like oh that's 50 bucks you know it's still 50 bucks yeah if you wanted all three it'd be 150 so yeah i get it dude and it's nothing taken away from the hacksaws the hacksaws are fantastic no it's just where does your figure budget go exactly so i totally get it big rubber guy i got the big rubber guy magnum ta then i also purchased the a24 kevin von eric efron figure you bought the zach efron wrestling figure that is kevin von eric yes yes got it and that was 48 dollars uh, after tax and shipping it was 60 yeah that's that's kind of what i thought it was going to be upwards of that after all was said and done out the door uh <laughs> did you see that high school musical poster that i sent you that was hilarious <laughs> where they took out zach efron and put in the figure <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I t- dude, I saw that at like 11 <laughs> o'clock last night. Oh my gosh, my stomach hurt, dude. It, <laughs> I love memes like that. And it's the, the high school musical poster is like the entire cast and they're like jumping up in the air. 
except they pulled out Zach Efron and they slid the <laughs> Kevin Von Eric figure in there. Oh, it is hilarious. Oh. I I just about died. I I was like the skeleton emoji. Like I was I was dead, dude. It was so great. Um it's a pass for me. Mm-hmm. I, think about this. I don't know if you're ever going to meet Zach Efron to have him sign it. Correct. But if Kevin Von Eric is doing a signing, do you take that figure and have him autograph it? Nope. Because what happened is, remember when we met Kevin Von Eric at Wrestle Reunion 2012? I do, and I got his Legends figure signed. So because they got it signed in Blue Sharpie, the Legends figure also, yeah. it's starting to fade just like Marty McFly in Back to the Future. <laughs> So I would have him re-sign that, obviously, in paint pen if I were to ever meet him. Got it. Now, I would have Zac Efron sign this figure if I were to ever meet Zac Efron. Okay, got it. So th- even if you got like a two-for-one deal on Kevin Von Erich, you still wouldn't have him sign that? No. That no. A24 figure. Okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Dude, now would be prime time for Kevin Von Erich to show up at WrestleCon. Oh, dude, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. There's a couple guys I'm keeping my fingers crossed for, dude. Yeah. Um, Tito Santana got announced, so I'm pretty stoked about that. I haven't seen Tugboat announced yet. I haven't seen him announced either. Yeah, that's that's the one I'm hoping. He's usually a staple at that. Yeah, and that's what I was kind of hoping. But like, I'm keeping my fingers crossed because I want that Shockmaster figure signed in the WCW color paint pen. Yeah. You know how he alternates between the blue and the yellow? Yep. That's what I want done. Like Shockmaster's on my, my bucket list of figures. Speaking of Shockmaster figures getting signed, I got a DM from Austin Rents on twitter and he actually got his signed and he got it signed in a seafoam green Ooh, oh, okay came out sexy very nice very nice i just like the color mix-ups like on the hacksaw you do red white and blue slaughter does the same thing on his coliseum collection figure um but if i ever get Shockmaster signed i would definitely go wcw colors on that bad boy blue and yellow have him put yeah. clash of champions or something like that yeah because you had your sign didn't you i did but I had mine signed in a pink paint pen. Oh, got it. However, I think it was Brandon, Brandon Hova that got his signed in blue and yellow. And the reason he got that idea, if I'm not mistaken, maybe you can correct me one day. Uh, reason he got it signed like that is because Tugboat had one signed exactly like that on his table. Oh, got it. And Hova was like, holy crap, that's badass. I want it signed just like that. Yes. And usually he's a staple at WrestleCon, so I'm kind of surprised he hasn't been announced yet. I don't remember him being there last year in L.A. Because mm. I'm pretty sure had he been there, I would have taken my Shockmaster figure. I think you're right. Yeah, so I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that he's in Philly this year for it. I know they're still announcing names. Kevin Von Erich would absolutely be one that should be there, but hopefully Shockmaster gets announced as well. Yep. Uh, also, dude, uh, we were talking to Big Dave, our friend Big Dave, and he said that in the Super 7 reaction figures, they are also making Thin Lizzy and Spinal Tap. Yes, that's correct. And they just on Facebook today released a Motley Crue uh, picture of the Motley uh, Crue pentagram. Yeah. And it said, coming soon, shout at the devil. So I'm guessing that's finally the announcement for the reaction figures that have been on BBTS forever, or they're actually going to do ultimates. Oh, man. Which means my wallet's going to be pissed, dude. Oh, do you think they'll actually do ultimates of Motley Crue? It's one of the biggest bands of all time, arguably the greatest American band ever. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, you could argue Van Halen, Foo Fighters. There's lots of American bands you could throw up there. 
but I mean, Motley Crue is easily top five. And I don't even, I don't even know if you could argue that. And if they did ultimates of them, I think they'd have no problem, problem selling full sets. Uh, by the way, speaking of super seven, we got a message also on Twitter from your friend, Joe Ralph at Joe Ralph. He said the description of last week's fully posable got me all boned up only to find out that super seven, Peter Steele or Pete Steele is a reaction. And he put an angry face uh, for now. He is. And just so you know, ultimate Pete would come with a giant stand-up bass with a chain guitar strap that he plays like normal bass. And he put a picture of the bass. So he was like all excited. Like he was like, Oh, Billy, like, is there going to be an ultimate Peter Steele? And then- so here's my thought is the Cliff Burton reaction. Cause that came out first. The Cliff Burton reaction sold out left and right. Then we got a Burton ultimate. Mm-hmm. Then we got another Burton reaction. Yes. Then we got another Burton ultimate. So there have been two Cliff Burton ultimates. If the steel does well in the reaction line, there's no doubt they're going to do an ultimate. There are just those names. They've also done an Alice Cooper and a Lemmy ultimate. There's no doubt that Peter Steele is going to sell well mm-hmm. or Pete Steele is going to sell well. I, I would put money on that. We'll have an ultimate of him next year. Well, we also have to wait and see how the reactions do. Now they're selling out like they're selling out on BBTS, right? Uh, so they had to pull it down. I think oh. they pulled it down. And then once the announcement goes live, it'll go back up. Cause I haven't oh. seen it back on there. So okay. yeah, my guess is it'll go back up and it will sell out, dude. It, it seems like that the reactions are kind of the testing waters for, exactly. to see if there is any, whatchamacallit for ultimates for sure. Any uh, <laughs> desire for it. So for sure. It's kind of surprising. We haven't gotten Slayer ultimates yet because I think the Slayer reactions did pretty well, but Look, if the reaction does well, we're definitely getting a Peter Steele ultimate. And I'm, dude, I'm here for it. Like, give me all the rock ultimates. Like, I love them. They're just so good. The rock? Like, we, we've we got so many rock ultimates, dude. I mean, no. come on, now. Come on no. now. Come on now. Nobody needs any more rock figures. Uh, no, nobody needs any more rock figures. <laughs> I actually cracked open my, well, I didn't open, open the Burton ultimate, but I opened it up so I could slide the, the top packaging off. Yep. Oh, dude. That's what I was trying to tell you, dude. Things amazing. It's, I don't even have words for it. It's worth every bit of the $55 price tag. Now they're coming out with a second Cliff Burton ultimate. And this one has the Metallica logo on the shirt. Yes, it's actually, that was a Metallica shirt, I believe. It it was. So are you going to get the second Cliff Burton? I'm passing on that one. Oh, you are passing? I'm passing. Yeah, I've got the first one. I'm happy with that. But yeah, it's, and we've talked about Super 7 quite a bit over the last few weeks. I would love to see them focus more on their ultimates in the rock line. And they're doing rap as well. It wouldn't surprise me if they get into country at some point. Uh, no. Uh, but, no, I know. No. But look, whatever's no. going to make them more money to pump more money into the, I, the no. ultimates music line. No, no more boot scoot boogie, you know? <laughs> get down, turn around, go to town, get those shit out of here. You know, that's yeah. the thing. <laughs> that trash out of here. We don't want no country. Give us more Peter Steele's chip. Give us the playgirl, Peter Steele. We don't give a damn. Oh, we'll okay, let's let's what? not get carried away. What? What? <laughs> Did I go too far? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What is this Peter Steele? Look like you play ring toss on it. <laughs> Him and Shawn Michael had dueling freaking playgirls. <laughs> yeah, no, that's no joke, dude. Um, you know who I'm hoping Super Seven again? This is just kind of like fantasy booking Super Seven rock line here. Uh huh. Guns and Roses. In the reaction line. Okay, I could see that. Yeah, I would be super happy with that. Like the original lineup of Guns N' Roses. I don't know if they could get them all. And like I'm talking Steven Adler, Izzy. Duff. 
Well, yeah, Duff. Like, because I think Duff is still in the band. Oh, is he? Yeah, I don't know who's drumming for them. Um, I mean, outside of like Slash, Duff, and Axel, I don't, I don't know who else is in the band. Okay, I know Matt Sorum took over for um Stephen Adler when Adler left. Mm-hmm. But like, I would like to see the original like 1987 Welcome to the Jungle Guns and Roses lineup in the reaction line just to see how it does. I think that they would only be able to do ultimates of axel and slash because those are the two big names from for sure so like you know you can do reactions all day with the guns and roses but at the same time like who are the money makers of that band it was slash and axel yeah slash was made to be an action figure yeah axn did him axn did a slash i would love to see super seven get uh slash and do an ultimate at him as well. The fully posable wrestling music figure podcast. Yeah, exactly. Like you can tell our excitement with that whole line, man. It's starting to grow and I'm here for it. I love it. Yeah. All right, Scott, you ready to jump in some news? Yeah, let's talk about it. Well, we already talked about this. A24 showed off the Zac Efron slash Kevin Von Eric figure. Went up for sale this past week on A24 site. Does come with a jacket. You guys have seen the rendering. That's basically what it was, but with a jacket now. So for me to ship out here to California, it was $60 even. It was the tax plus shipping. So it got me. So the figure total was 60 bucks. I seen some people tweet overseas that it would be around $82, which that's Oof. Yeah, exactly. But it is available on a 24 site. I will post the link later on this week. From the Fully Puzzle Twitter, if you guys haven't seen it or gone to it just yet. How do I put this? Grapplers, gimmicks, Mitch over there, grappler and gimmicks? Yes. And zombies seem to be going head-to-head with figures. Like, and I'll kind of use this as an example. Mitch put out his Ahmed Johnson, and now Zombie showed off his rendering of the Ahmed Johnson. I'm not, not trying to stir the pot or anything, but I'm totally trying to stir the pot. Just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, we love drama. <laughs> but <laughs> don't that's a whole windy road that anyways. It but, sure is. But it seems like they keep trying to one up each other with figures. And it seems like Mitch will put out something and then Zombie will follow quickly behind. And that happened again this past week with a Bob Holly figure. Bob Holly was announced for the zombie line and also grapplers and gimmicks okay i'm 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 so confused dude like we're getting retros of the same people like it makes you wonder about the exclusivity of of guys right like maybe there's something to be said for that yeah because now we're having to pick which one we want and when it actually comes in one could be better than the other and you're going to be like damn it i should have gotten that one when your money could have gone to that and then another figure and like i don't know like that's that makes it kind of tough on the collectors when you're having to choose between two that are, I don't want to say they're identical because they're both going to have their own style to them, you know, but it's the same name. Aldo Montoya was announced by both. <laughs> it's like, Jeez. it's like, what is going on here? <laughs> I can't imagine this is like the mega power shaking hands. This does not <laughs> seem to be that situation. I mean, they are competing against each other at the end of the day for the, 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 the customer's dollars. So that, that's kind of weird. I know. I know. Anyways, Okay, and Aldo Montoya, that's going to be the Portuguese man of war look from early 90s and Yeah, and appar- or mid 90s. And apparently like I'm not going to say anything, but apparently Aldo hasn't been doing good things lately. And oh, I'll just I'll just okay. leave it at that. I mean, gotcha. it's nothing horrific. It's just kind of like 
people are complaining about him. I've been seeing some stuff. I'll just leave it at that. It's but it's not my... bad enough to take him out of the 40 years of WrestleMania game that's coming up. No. You mean a la Brock Lesnar style? Right. Yeah, exactly. Also, also not... the joke that he, he wouldn't be in the, the WrestleMania game, Jeff. I don't know why Aldo Montoya would not be in that game. Aldo Montoya deserves to be in that game. I actually think that he has been a downloadable character at some point. God damn it. Are you serious? Over the over the last six years. Stop making Aldo Montoya. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, and Breaker's yelling at his iPod right now or his iPhone, whatever he's listening yeah. to. He's like, I want the Aldo Montoya. <laughs> damn it, Jeff. You were the chosen one. <laughs> now you're turning against him. No, you're the chosen one. Breaker loves you, dude. Aw, it's a bromance. <laughs> Dude, honestly, like if you and Breaker ever met, he would have you sit on that throne that Macho used to come out on <laughs> and he would carry it just on his shoulders, dude. No, he wouldn't. He'd he'd be like the dude directing you guys to carry it. <laughs> like you and Travis, like you guys are like carrying me. Like I wouldn't wish that on you guys. That that would be horrible. You know how much Taco Bell I've consumed? It's not it's not good. All right, let's move over to Power Town. They announced their TNA Series 1 lineup. No figures were shown. They just announced the lineup. Moose Eddie Edward, Jordan Grace, and Josh Alexander. Those will be the first four to come out in Series 1 TNA lineup. You got to think that Jordan Grace is going to get a bump from being in the Royal Rumble, right? I said that same exact thing on TV Toycast. Yeah, and look, that's incredible. She's an amazing talent. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, I don't watch a lot of TNA, but I have seen some of her matches. She's an amazing talent. All, All the best to her, dude, and I hope that her figure outsells the other three. Oh, that's nice of you. It is? Yeah. And now Moose, Josh Alexander, and Eddie Edwards are pissed at you. Well, get me a Davy Richards figure in there. <laughs> and then I'm going to wish that Eddie Edwards and Davy Richards sold all of, all of the figures. Well, they would have to pair them up as the wolves. There yes, they would. It would have to be a two-pack. Have to be a two-pack, yes. Exactly. So my hope is that they do like kind of like what FTC did with like a, a Greatest Stars line or whatever. But at some point, we can get a Davy Richards figure from someone that can be paired up with that Eddie Edwards. And then maybe they'll kind of look like the American Wolves a little bit. I don't know what Eddie Edwards' gear is anymore. But yeah, just based on this lineup, which, by the way, dropped the day after we recorded last week. That sucked. Um, so we have to wait until this week to announce it, just the way stuff shakes out sometimes. I honestly think Jordan is going to outsell the other three. Yeah, I think you're right that she, that bump from the Royal Rumble is going to increase her sales. There are no price point yet. Usually their ultimates are at about, what is it, 45, 55? Yeah, these are ultras. So if they're ultras. anything like the, the Brody and the Magnum, you're looking at 55 bucks. All right, let's move over to their Remco style figures. Last week also, they showed off Hacksaw Jim Duggan in their Remco style. Yeah, that that figure seems perfect for that line. A rugged dude, a rugged looking figure. It kind of looks like Big John Stud, but it's Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Mm-hmm. And just like he was made to be in their Remco line. And the news that dropped today, the, probably the biggest news this past week. Broke my internet. Rock and Roll Express. They were both showed off, both in black tights. Not the baby blue, not the yellow, not anything, just straight black. They are in maroon shirts that says Rock and Roll. The side of the tights say rock on one side and roll on the other. They've got the fabric ties or or handkerchiefs, bandanas, whatever you want to call them, wrapped all around them. This 
is everything 1985, 1986 Scott Toon and Jeff Toon wanted for their Remco line. And seeing this took me back to sitting in my room, listening to Rat, playing (laughs) with Remco's, just wishing I had these figures in that ring with all those other figures. These are incredible. Jeff, I know you're not crazy about the sculpts. They get the Remco pass, if you ask me, because they don't have to be perfect. After a while of looking at them, the faces are not spot on. Of course not. Of course, they're Remco's, dude. They're not supposed to be. And I had a tough time getting through the faces, but once I did, the whole presentation of them being Remco style and the rock and roll shirts and the cuts and the fabric and everything, the whole presentation is selling me. Of course, I'm going to get them. It's Rock and Roll Express. I'll take any Rock and Roll Express two-pack figures I can get my hands on. Absolutely. Again, I wasn't too thrilled when I first saw them, but that kind of quickly went away after I saw the whole presentation. They get the Remco pass, right? Because it's it's based on the Remco line. The sculpts weren't... Uh, <laughs> there were some you're like, who in the hell? Oh, Greg Gagne? Okay, fine. That's Greg Gagne. Right. It, it, they get the Remco pass for me, dude. They don't have to be spot on. They just have to be good enough. And I, I, I want to try to pull back on the reins a little bit when it comes to power town. Cause I know I've been like hot and heavy saying their name a thousand times per show, but then they show off these rock and roll express and it's everything you could possibly want outside of the baby blue tights. You're right, Jeff, but black would be my second choice. Mm, black and red, red. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Um, now are you getting them? Oh, there's no doubt, dude. So I mentioned last week I've stopped GI Joe. Uh, in fact, I canceled six pre-orders that I had over at BBTS, so I'm cutting G.I. <laughs> Joe's done. No more no more G.I. Joe. The collection's going to get sold. The money that was going into G.I. Joe is now going into Powertown Remco's. Do you think that the people over at BBTS were like Ron Burgundy going, ah, ah, <laughs> like that every time you click cancel on each one of the G.I. Joe pre-orders? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was actually one order that I had six figures on, uh-huh. and so that cancellation went through, and they were probably just like, yeah. Like Ron Burgundy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm in a glass case of emotion. <laughs> no, Scott, stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had to pull back on GI Joe. That's done. Um, going to sell off what I got. And that money is going to go into these. No, I'm not going to be a completionist with the Remco's. It's just going to be the ones that I want. Probably passing on Hacksaw to be perfectly honest with you. I but get it. The, the two packs for sure. I'm probably skipping Tito as well, uh, but definitely Ooh. getting the Magnum and Tully. And definitely getting the rock and roll. The, the, I can't tell you how happy it made me to see these figures, dude. Like, I can imagine these being put next to the Midnight Rockers. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Like that. Can you imagine having all four of those figures in 1985, 1986? The amount of dream matches that you would have had with those. Yeah. And then you throw the Road Warriors into the mix. And then you've got a figure because they mentioned in the Facebook advertisement for the Rock and Roll Express, they mentioned by name. The Heavenly Bodies, the Russians, and the Midnight Express. Jeff, if they don't make all or at least two of those, I'm going to be shocked. So you can only imagine how this line is going to continue to grow. And as a Remco enthusiast, I I could not be happier. All right. I'm surprised you're getting them, honestly, because I didn't think you were going to jump into any of the Remcos. Oh, dude, like Seth said it best when his heart was doing red arrows. Right. When he would find figures back in the day. That's what my heart was doing when I saw the Rock and Roll Express, dude. Just loved every bit of it. The fabric handkerchiefs or bandanas around the legs and the waist. That Dude, sold immediately. Sold. Done. 
give me right. the give me the link to order and I'm ordering right now. All right, easy over there, Captain Powertown. <laughs> I'm getting you that cape. I'm gonna get you that cape. And then I'll wear it proudly. Oh hell yeah, you I'll would. rock it at the, the meetup, dude. It's a it's a cape and it'll say Powertown and it'll have their logo on the back. Yeah, I'll wear a mask and everything. Yeah, and like you'll wear tights and stuff like like I'll be, Sam, the, I'll be Captain Powertown. Captain Powertown, that's what you are, dude. Yeah, and then I'll have a few drinks and I'll take you to Captain Poundtown. Okay, that's the gross. Okay, maybe not you. Okay, thank God. Maybe Steve. Which one? I don't know. Probably <laughs> Hoker though. I'm just so, I'm gonna just find a guy named Steve. <laughs> <laughs> we got Steve here. All right, all right, Hoker, here. let's go. All right, come here, Steve Kern. <laughs> <laughs> Skinner, huh? <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> all right, you stop that over there. We got to move on, dude. Captain Powertown getting Captain Powertown's getting a Captain Boner over there. Holy crap. All Power right. Town. <laughs> All right. That is the news for the first time. Well, actually, now the second time. We are going to go into Bone Crunchers. Your favorite. Before we jump into Bone Crunchers Action Series 1, I want you guys to head on over to WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Over there, they have almost every wrestling figure ever made over at WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. But what we want you to do this week is go into the upper right-hand corner and look at the magnifying glass and type in Bone Crunchers Action Series 1 or go to the WWF Jacks area and go to bone crunchers and you got series one right there that is all available to view over at wrestlingfiguredatabase.com all right scott bone crunchers <laughs> all right bone crunchers i don't like you and you don't like me <laughs> so let's just get through this we both have to sit through this shit so let's go <laughs> <laughs> let's just get it done do you remember when we found these yeah I, I I remember it vividly. It was Hayward Toys R Us. I remember walking in, going to the section that had the starting lineups, and there was Jax. And one, we didn't know what the hell Jax were. Two, nope. we we went through the we went from these beautiful, beautiful Hasbro figures that had a sheen, a beauty, a shine. Exactly. To okay, we had just toys bendums. Okay, that was fine, but that we didn't really consider those wrestling wrestling figures they were cool yeah to this and to explain this it's difficult this is where i wish we were video and i could just put up a picture and say what the you know i could do like tony romo doing the telestrator or john madden doing the telestrator what's this why are these so long you know this you know all this right right but yes i do remember finding them and going dude wwf figures what the hell is this what is it <laughs> That that was almost verbatim what we all kind of said. Yeah. It, 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 like you said, we went from Hasbro and we were all over the map on scale, right? Because we grew up with LJNs, which are these giant hulking pieces of non-movable rubber mm-hmm. down to these beautiful action-oriented, smaller scale Hasbro figures that just had this shine and beauty to them into Just Toys Bendems, which, okay, fine. You know, it's a bendy figure. It's cool. Now into this. And this was kind of an in-between like Hasbro and LJN scale. But articulated at the arms, the hips, the neck. 
and the gimmick was the bone crunching and literally you could take an arm or a leg and bend it at the elbow or the knee joint the wrong direction and just as it says bone crunching it would make like a clickety clickety sound like you were literally breaking or crunching their bones uh these were 1996 and if you were to picture the card it was a, a standard i mean nothing flashy about it at all just a standard blue cardboard and it had a bubble on it in the upper left corner it had the wwf logo upper right hand corner it had a little explosion that said bone crunching action front and center right above the figure wwf superstars and on the inside of the figure bubble there was a headshot of the wrestler and then a little side next to that that had their catchphrase and then the figure and this is where they lost jeff was the figure part packaging was fine but the figure itself was like why are their arms so damn long and why are their necks so big like giraffes uh by the way we have breaking news Uh oh this is from toy hype usa Toy company Hasbro reported a more than 20% hit to its fourth quarter revenue and issued a downbeat 2024 forecast Tuesday morning. Uh, For the last three months, 2023, Hasbro lost $1.06 billion or $7.64 per share, drastically wider than the year ago losses. The company now expects to cut $750 million in costs by the end of 2025. Um... Okay, earnings for the full year declined, blah, 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 blah. Company reduced its inventory by more than 50% compared to the Hasbro expects further revenue declines in the year ahead. In the Wizards of the Coast segment, company expects a 3% to 5% revenue dip, coupled with a 7% to 12% hit to the consumer product business. Well, isn't that funny that earlier I talked about canceling my BBTS order for G.I. Joe figures. Look what you did, Scott. And Hasbro plummets. Well, look what you did. It's the power of being an influencer, dude. Oh, that's true, huh? <laughs> Plus, I really wanted to take away from Bone Crush. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. Just Way to overshadow them. Sorry. That was just kind of like, whoa, holy crap. That was a lot of, uh, that was a couple dollars lost on Hasbro's end. Jeez. Yeah. Anyways. Well, Wonder what's going to come in and save them. I don't know. You know what? You know my idea. McFarland buys them. Bring back mask. Okay, that's not going to save it, dude. But that's your opinion. Don't you go against my opinion. My opinion's you, always right. You cast John Cena as Matt Tracker. You're printing <laughs> money, Hasbro. Make a movie. Make a toy line. Gold. It's a self-driving car. You can't see Matt Tracker. <laughs> He's literally driving the invisible jet. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead uh, for Bone Cruncher Series One. Yes. So, Bone Cruncher Series One. We've we've talked about the packaging. Talked about the first time we saw it. Talk about how Jeff recoiled in horror uh-huh. seeing these things on the pegs. Yep. Give it a good old. Uh, what the hell is that? Yep. But. What did we do right after all of that, Jeff? We bought them all. We bought every single one of them. We marched our happy asses right to the cash register and bought the entire set. That's true. And went home and opened them and waited with bated breath for Series 2. So here is Jack's Bone Crunchers Series 1 from 1996. Bret Hart, he was in pink tights, white boots, black top, pink shades, and as Jeff put in the notes, long arms. Yeah, he had long arms. 
Dude, they like draped down to his ankles. Uh, dude, they were. <laughs> Why? But you know what? It wasn't just the Bret Hart. It seemed like every figure was like that. Diesel seemed to be in proportion. Yeah, because Diesel was taller. Yeah, but like even like Razor, same same arm issue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shoddy construction on his trunks, like the ass plate on mine broke. Yeah, you were talking about that. Like when you took it out of the package, did you wrestle with it and then the ass plate fell off? Or no, did... no, I didn't play with these. These were like kind of like we just opened them up and we're like, oh, cool, we have wrestling figures again. And then we got that monster ring and stuck them all in the monster ring and. Yeah, one day I go to move them around or something. I pull the razor out to look at it. And yeah, ass plate, broken. Diesel. And he looked like Diesel. Yes. Well, I don't think he looked like Diesel. It's just Diesel. <laughs> he looked like Diesel. He didn't he look had... like Diesel. It might have been fake Diesel. <laughs> he had the Diesel costume on. So. Glenn Jacobs looked better than that figure. <laughs> this was a tall, long-haired man cosplaying Diesel. <laughs> Next time, I apologize to the Bone Crutcher fans. They're probably hating us so much right now. I don't care. <laughs> I, we didn't make them. Don't look at us. What I liked about this, too, is like this is a who's who of pre-NWO 1996 WWF. Yes, that's a good point. This is like a who's who of that lineup. So, so far, you've got Brett. You've got Diesel, who by the, by the time these hit pegs, had already jumped ship. Mm-hmm. Was already gone. Yep. Another name's coming up that's like that, too. Gold Dust. He had a wig accessory, so we have our first accessory. The other guy that was gone, Razor Ramon. He was in maroon slash purple gear. I'm not sure what exactly it was almost like color a mar- that was. I think it was maroon. Yeah, like a, like a maroon, which is like a dark, dark red. It was a red that only Jax could find. I don't know yeah. how. <laughs> it was a rare Razor Ramon pigment <laughs> that they used <laughs> to make this Razor Ramon figure. If you guys like bone crunchers don't listen to this part fast forward i mean honestly <laughs> i'm but, sure they're laughing along with no us. probably sean michaels he was in teal tights white boots and rounding it out the undertaker another accessory jeff he had his hat accessory and this was the black and purple version of the undertaker and that rounds out series one bone crunchers so <laughs> i remember when we got home too because we ran upstairs into the spare bedroom and then but what we mean by the spare bedroom, parents had tri-level house. One of the rooms was devoted to video games and basically had a kind of an overflow of our toys. Yeah. And basically everybody would go into that room. All of our friends would come over. We listened to Jerky Boys all night. Yeah, we had a stereo in there. We had a boom box in there. We, and we'd pop in Jerky Boys or Adam yep. Sandler. Or Adam Sandler, yep. Yep. And then we would just listen to that all night and stuff like that. Anyways, the overflow of toys was wrestling figures. The bone crunchers made it into that overflow room. And I remember sitting there and I'm like, these are bad. Yeah. But yeah. And that's young Jeff too. You were only, I, I, at that time I was 16, 16, 17. Okay. Got it. But, but I'm sitting there and I'm like, these are bad, but I was still playing with them. Like, okay, well I can move its arm to do a body slam. That's cool. Uh, And and it didn't feel like you were going to break it. Well, sometimes. I mean, compared to like a Hasbro, where if you'd like force an arm or a leg that had a mechanism on it, you'd feel sometimes like, oh, sh- like, am I breaking this figure? Like, there was yep. no way you were going to break an LJN. But they felt more like Remco to me than they did Hasbro. Great point. Great point. But it was like, when I sat there and I actually played with them, I'm like, okay, these aren't bad. I can put together a match. Yes. Yeah. Um. So that part wasn't too bad. Like, I was, I was able to wrestle with them. That was cool. But at the same time, man, 
I still go back to that initial reaction of when I saw these on the shelves and just the sheer horror of seeing these. Like I've never gotten scared by a figure <laughs> until I saw not even Hogan. vibrating Hogan. No, not even vibrating Hogan scared me this bad. <laughs> not even the custom Hogan and Savage I made. Okay, hold on. <laughs> okay, maybe. <laughs> maybe on that. Dude, we need to find those customs, by the way. Oh my gosh. I I wouldn't be surprised if they got thrown in the garbage. Because the paint on them was so tacky. I was like, I don't even know what to store this in that it wouldn't just bleed on everything else. I think I might have thrown them away. Brian at the Legendary Figure Podcast, we need a we need a tutorial on how to go back and paint those. Oh gosh, absolutely. Yeah, no, but these were fun to collect. They were. We were immediately waiting for series two to come out because it was one of those things. Okay, there are some things we see with this first series, but this is this is their first introduction out of the gate, right? Like, let's hope that the next ones get better. And eh, Jack's really turned the corner. I think in their minds, it was going to be the Titan Tron live series that really turned things for them. In my opinion, it was real scan. It was the real scan. That was definitely that a was game the game changer. changer. Absolutely, yes. And I know we crap on them now, but the Ruthless Aggression bodies, they were much, much better than what we were originally getting from Jax. Oh, yeah. Yeah, If you like, you look back on them now and you're like, oh, these, you know, bleh, gross. But at that time, when they came out with the real scan heads, that was like next level, dude. I remember getting those Hardys. We've told that story so many times on this show. Um, We got those Hardys and it was like, holy crap, we're looking at the Hardys. I remember seeing them at Access 2000 in Anaheim they had him on display and we just stood there just in awe like jaws on the floor just admiring how good those figures were and the funny thing was is you and I were staring there standing there and we were just trying to figure out how we were going to run off with that case we wanted those Hardy Boy and it the Hardy Boy figures drew a big crowd because everybody was like oh my god there's the hardy boys figures it was the very first set of the hardy boys it was the double slam four yeah and they were impossible to find because literally everybody and their mom wanted that set of figures and what's hilarious it was a set of three two packs yep and every time you went to toys r us they had a plethora stacks of the other two two packs it was always the hardies that were missing yep it was it triple h in china or Triple H and Road Dog, or Triple H and Billy Gunn, something like that. And I, I can't remember who was all in that that first assortment, but it was a set of it was three two packs. Yeah. All right, let's go into some eBay prices. I promise I'll be better next week. I know I really don't make promises you can't keep. That's true. <laughs> all right, Bret Hart last sold eBay listing was February eleventh for twenty two dollars and fifty cents on four bids. And yes, these are all on card. Mint, I, they're on card. I'm not going to say they're mint on card, but they're on card. Diesel last sold eBay listing December 27th for $39 on one bid. Okay, guys, stop spending $39 on a diesel <laughs> bone cruncher. Come on now. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not going to tell you guys what to do, but don't do oh, that. And apparently there were butterfly and J hooks. If you go over to the wrestling figure database, yes. you'll see that he's got pictures posted of the different uh, way they hung them on the pegs. Gold dust with the wig last sold eBay listing January 2nd for 1999 on one bid. Razor Ramon last sold eBay listing January 21st for $31 on one bid. Shawn Michaels last sold eBay listing $42 on February 4th and undertaker with the top hat. There was none for sale on eBay. 
There was a complete set of Series 1 sold on January 17th for $203.50 on 18 bids. Wow. Okay. Complete Series 1 of these first six guys. Yeah, so right around like $30, $35 a figure. That's that's pretty good, man. But I, again, these figures are, what, almost 30 years old now. Yes. Isn't that crazy to think about that it, these are 30? But I do remember seeing them on the pegs, Jeff, for the first time. And, I mean, not to continue to knock it or whatever but it was the first time i saw ljn's that's what got me into wrestling the first time i saw hasbro figures i fell in love i was like i love the galoobs remcos all of them the first time i saw them it was like love at first sight when i saw the jacks figures <laughs> it was like oh man damn it i got the <laughs> I got the last girl at the bar at 2 a.m. <laughs> wow. What? Wow. What? What'd you and want me to say? Robert Gibson's eyes. Oh, no. God damn it. <laughs> and she looked lovingly from her lazy eye. <laughs> wow. What? What? <laughs> now we're really trashing them. But you know what? They had competition previous, right? We were comparing them to the greats before them, like LJN, Hasbro, Galoob. Remco, they had big shoes to fill, right? That's what we're getting at is they had big shoes to fill. And I would say series one just was like, okay, let's see what else you've got. So it was that excitement that came from, okay, we're not super crazy about them, but what else you got? Let's see what you're going to do moving forward. And that's a story we'll continue to tell. What ended up happening is is you kind of got used to the figures and then you were once the initial shock of ugliness hits you and then you got over that, then it was, right. then, then you were kind of, what would I say? <laughs> You're laughing over there. What would I say? But you actually just were, okay, let's fantasy book the next lineup. Yeah. You started looking forward to the next series, but the, where it really got crazy is when Jack started releasing so much at once. It was like, bad boys series bone crunching you know but they were the same style figures you know so it's well bad boys was the continuation of the the bone crunching line that was actually series four yeah okay that was a bad one but (laughs) that was a bad example i should say but you mean like shotgun saturday night signature series exactly exactly yeah and i know mattel kind of uses that same formula you know you got legends you've got the elites you've got greatest hits i know they use that formula but at the same time you weren't begging for shotgun saturday night you weren't begging for all these other lines or series or not necessarily but what Jax did was kind of create the template for what a lot of companies do today in terms of releasing different sub-series that's a good point like we're used to it now with mattel having ultimate edition elite basic two packs all that Jax kind of invented all of that Jax kind of like yes hasbro had single and two packs but Jax was the first one to start introducing like these sub series, like your shotgun Saturday nights, your stomps signature series, all these other ones that were essentially like the same kind of figure, but it was a different series with the new coat of paint on it. And the cool part was too, is the roster was growing during this time. So you had a lot of names always coming up. So you had a lot of action figures to look forward to, right? Stone cold starts to get hot with the Austin three sixteen thing, 96 King of the ring. And you're like, Holy crap. When am I getting my hands on a Stone Cold Steve Austin figure? That was Series 4 Bad Boys, and that is one of the most sought-after figures in my wrestling figure history. So, I mean, say what you will about the Bone Crunchers, 
But damn it, I had to have that Stone Cold, dude. That had, that was coming home with me. And if I had to punch a kid to get it, I was punching a kid. <laughs> punch a Luckily, kid. I didn't have to, but a kid would have got it, dude. Okay, let's not punch kids now, dude. It was Stone Cold. I'm sorry. I, I, I got worked up. Luckily, I didn't have to. So that is Bone Cruncher Series 1. I I will look forward to Series 2 because I do have some good things to say about Series 2. And I'll talk about that next week. I do as well. I, I don't, I don't want to trash bone crunching we'll make jokes but i'm not like i'm not throwing dirt on it in the ground you know what i mean oh the jokes are going to be hot and heavy on this always yeah if (laughs) they come easy with with the bone crunchers sorry the jokes write themselves on these things come on now yeah the only thing they didn't do was vibrate like (laughs) and that just would have been like icing on the cake if they did oh uh scott real quick let's get into some listener stuff real real fast we haven't talked to them lately so want to uh get the questions in for sure All right, let's see what Justin Summers has got to say. Hello, Scott and Jeff. This is once again Justin Summers with my monthly question, which is a week late. See, I recorded one two weeks ago when Scott had mange. And it it was a little timely, mainly because at the end, I end it with Go Bills and Go Browns. And then last week's episode, it would have been a little bit outdated because the Browns had lost. And now that would be outdated because the Bills lost. So, you know, Jeff and I are both... Not watching our teams this weekend. But the question that I had, Major Bendy's announced that they will be releasing and, you know, on sale pre-order right now, Jane Silent Bob. And what I've heard them talk about even on Patreon, I believe this is what I heard them talk about, where they said they had rights for like a lot of Jay and Silent Bob characters, which actually includes Buddy Christ, which I really, <laughs> I really want one. Uh, I probably won't buy the Jay and Silent Bob ones, but if a Buddy Christ one comes out, I might buy that one. But anyway, with that bombshell of an announcement they made, what other intellectual properties would you like to see them do? See, I think with Jay and Silent Bob, uh, Kevin Smith is a lot like George Lucas was back in the day, just being very open to people using his properties one way or another. So I don't know if they'll have the same luck elsewhere. But one movie I would love to see some bendies made of, and it's only because they have not made a ton for this movie. And it's one of my favorite movies of all times. And I know you guys enjoy it. I know that Brian Myers enjoys it. Matt does not, but that's his loss. But Tommy Boy, Tommy Boy bendies. Like, I don't have enough Chris Farley figures in my life. That's something as a whole needs to be done. Even if they did a Chris Farley like set. You couldn't do the Bill Swarsky super fan, sadly, but uh, if you could do Tommy Boy, Beverly Hills Ninja, uh, the Valley Girls, I think that was kind of the name of the uh, the sketch. Um, lunch Lady. Give me a Lunch Lady Bendy. So if it's not Tommy Boy, give me just Chris Farley Bendies. I kind of want something to be represented that maybe hasn't gotten the same amount of love. Like, I'm not saying, hey, they should release... Kiss Bendies. I would kind of want some Kiss Big Rubber Guys, but that's a that's a different story. So that's the main one I got. Are there any other properties or whatever that you would like to see in Bendy form? Preferably something that doesn't get the same amount of love. All right, that will do it for me this week. I actually remembered to record it. But nonetheless, thank you guys uh, for allowing me time to throw this together on another week. Talk to you guys next month. Later. Hey, Justin, thank you for the question. And 
it's funny that you went Chris Farley because as soon as you asked the question, I immediately thought Will Ferrell. Okay. Because there's a lot of movies that he's done that you could make bendies of. Elf. Mm-hmm. Night at the Roxbury. Yes. Old school. But the one that I would like to see an assortment of, Anchorman. You do the main characters in Anchorman. I think that would be awesome. So Will Ferrell would be the one that I would go to. Man, there's a, it'd be tough to go over other properties. Um, by the way, great call on Will Ferrell. I think he has a bunch of different uh, properties you could work with. I, I kept thinking for some reason in my head, I just kept thinking like TV shows. I kept going back to TV shows, but I don't think that would be enough. What about Chappelle show? Chappelle would do well. Although, in my opinion, I don't think it would do well as a, a bendy. I think it would be done well as a reaction. What about in Living Color? Oh, yes, please. Yeah, you've got the movie critics. Yes. You've got the dudes that sold stuff out of the back of their truck. Yep. Obviously, Homie the Clown would be the one that everybody would want. Oh. <laughs> you've got Fire Marshal Bill. Yeah. I mean, so many icons. You've got the guy... <laughs> We've been laughing about this one a lot, dude. Um, the blind harmonica guy. The blind harmonica guy. I played guitar for 36 hours for no reason at all. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> There's so many iconic characters that came out of that show. Um, I would love to see in Living Color as well. That one was funny because all of his songs were like eight seconds long. <laughs> so Shannon and I have been kind of laughing about that one lately because it came up out of the blue. And we got on the subject of Taylor Swift or something, and it was just like, oh, yeah, when she breaks up with Travis Kelsey, she'll write a song about him. And then that triggered it. It was immediately like, I wrote a song about Travis Kelsey for no reason at all. Like, it was one <laughs> of those kind of things. Like, and it just kind of spoke. So we've been doing that a lot. And it also helps that I've been using an inhaler, but I've uh -huh. got to use this attachment on the front of it. It's called an arrow. So when you press the thing to inhale and you breathe in, it does a harp like a like a harmonica sound, <laughs> which is all his songs would start. So it's only furthered that joke through the house. So like we've been cracking up about that one for weeks. So like if they did a bendy of him, I'd be all over it, dude. Oh yeah. By the way, are you on steroids? Not yet. Not yet. Oh, dude. You're Not yet. So I won't be swollen time for WrestleMania. Okay. All right. Yeah. You okay. talk about beating up kids for wrestling figures. That would be me. <laughs> and then you would be crying about it. Exactly. I feel bad later and cry. You have the you have the roid rage and then start crying. That's my Chad Gable punt, and then I'd be <laughs> in tears an hour later. I'm trying to think of what other figures would do well in bendy form. There are certain other ones that would work well with reactions. There would be some that worked worked well Funko with pop. Exactly. That would work well with bendies. You know, it's just kind of hard to tell which property would work well with what style of toy if that makes sense yeah just don't say gumby that's too easy what would gumby be gumby was literally a bendy oh yeah that's so literal it's way too literal yeah yeah way too, too on the nose yeah exactly exactly uh any others that you can think of no that's what i've got i was going in the same direction justin was with comedy all right all right there's oh, a I lot of untapped stuff there i mean you could start to lean into saturday night live too which we've mentioned for the reaction line Right. But, you know, if that's if that's a direction the major pod wanted to go into was Saturday Night Live characters, I mean, name them. Wayne's World, Hans and Franz, the Night at the Roxbury guys. Like, there's just a huge well that you can pull from. And see, you mentioned that, and all I think is Ultimates. 
I'm thinking like Super 7 Ultimates or NECA figures because yeah. Hans and Franz would be coming with the barbells and a lot uh, of accessories. Yeah. So much accessories. And then you go with, uh, uh, let's go Wayne's World, you know, the yeah. hat, the the guitar, you know, there's so much accessories. Yeah, drumsticks, I, yeah. I, I don't think Bendy, I think Ultimates. Gotcha. So anyways, gotcha. that's where I go. Justin, thank you for your question. Sorry, it's a little outdated. Uh, the Super Bowl is over now, and I did not win any money in my, any of my squares. So at least I got a good game. That's all. Same these. <laughs> you didn't either. Nope. Yeah. Nope. What's bad is we had when the Niners kicked that field goal, mm-hmm. we had the square on Adam's board. Oh, did if, you? If the Niners had held and won with that score, we would have won Adam's board. Justin, thank you again for your question. Love you, man. Scott, next question comes in from Josh Thompson. Hey, J- hey, Jeff and Scott, JT here back with that bi-weekly submission. And this week I got something special for you guys. A review of Series 1 of Boss Fight Studios MLW figures. Great looking figures, by the way. Okay, okay. Right off the bat, I just want to say that I'm glad I was able to get these figures. I remember telling you guys back when Boss Fight first came out with their figures that I was worried I wouldn't be able to get these figures due to the price. And you guys told me, hey, don't sweat it. Just lay off mattels work hard at work and sell some stuff if needed that was before the pandemic now here i am with a review on basically the whole first set of mlw figures minus the belts but was this set worth the hard work in laying off mattel or do i need jeff's weird roommate keyboard warrior to write some nasty notes for me <laughs> where's that guy i haven't heard from him in a while <laughs> house, on a milk carton. house smells better you know yeah. <laughs> I think we saw him at a Manteca card sh- uh, comic shop last week. Anyways, <laughs> right off the bat, I really like the presentation of the figures. The box art looks really good and close to what Mattel used to do with their elite line. Speaking of, I do appreciate boss fight going the elite slash ultimate route with these figures. Aside from me wanting these figures to be in the elite ultimate form, like Scott, I want as much bang for my buck. Yes, guys, I know these figures are more aimed at collectors, but I still don't see any reason why these companies can't try to justify the price of the product outside of, well, we have limited stock and we are making it for the collectors. I don't mind the $39 price tag because these are basically ultimates. And while Mattel ultimates are cheaper, it's only about four bucks. Yeah, it's not much. For those who want to do figure photography with these figures, the joints are on tight. Maybe a little too tight. I had to do some moving around to get the joints to unstiffen. Me too. I got every morning. Yeah. Every morning, there's a lot of untightening. Anyways. (laughs) And to be fair, the same thing happens with some Mattel figures that I get. I also think it's because I'm not used to the Ultimate Elite setup. And well, these are basically my first Ultimate Edition figures in a way. Putting the figures next to my Elites, they seem to fit right at home. Fatu and Hammerstone are shorter than my Samoa Joe Elite, but it doesn't look to be out of scale. And well, Joe isn't exactly a short guy, especially with Mads Kruger being bigger than Joe. It tells me the sizes are in the ballpark of accurate in real life. Speaking of Hammerstone, the belt he comes with works well. I didn't have any problems connecting it with the pegs, unlike with Okada's belt. Talking about the Super 7 Ultimates. Okay. While it's not perfect, I think Boss Fight did a good job with these figures. I don't regret my purchase, and I'm looking forward to adding guys like Cross and Hammerstone to my fig-fed roster. So that's my review of MLW's 
first wave of figures. I know you guys aren't big MLW fans, but if you have anything to add, feel free to do so. In the meantime, I'm going back to the grind. The chances of me getting those TNA figures is low, but never zero. There you go, man. Just keep it on. Um, I mean, like I said, I had to cut out GI Joe so that I can start buying the Remcos. Um, it's just about, you know, what's going to fit in your figure budget. You don't want to overextend yourself. That's a dangerous thing. But, you know, if you've got pieces that you can sell to get pieces that you want, by all means, go for it. In fact, that's what I'm getting ready to start doing as well. Good so, review, man. Thank you for the, the the words about the figures. Great job, Boss Fight. Yeah, you really did a good job going in depth on those. By the way, are you going to start collecting the Superstars figures? Or are you no. just... Why not? No, just Power Town Remcos. Okay. If you're cutting out G.I. Joe, would it hurt to get like a $20 Macho Man Superstar figure? There might be a few that I buy here and there. Okay, okay. I like there that. might be ones like if they do a steamboat. Oh, yes. Yeah, I would probably pick up a steamboat. But it would be guys more that I would have wanted in my Remco assortment. Okay. So steamboat, that time frame, Magnum TA and Tully, obviously. Uh, I may go back and pick up Flair at some point because he would obviously fit in really well with that. Um, so there would be certain names from the Superstars line that I would bring in. Okay. I like that. I'm glad yeah. you would be doing that, man. And, you know, Hogan would fit in there. Savage would fit in there. That'd oh, fit for in. sure. Yeah, yeah. There are certain names, but I've got so many Hogans in the regular Mattel figures that I don't know if I really need that in Superstars or Remco line. By the way, you were talking about purchasing a Zac Efron played as Carrie Von, or excuse me, as Kevin Von Erich. I bought a Terry Bollea figure who was playing Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I bought a Randy Poffo figure. Okay. That was yep. playing as Randy Savage. Thank We got it with the Hogan one. Thanks, dude. I bought a Jim Helwig mm. figure mm. that was playing as Ultimate Warrior. Mm. See what I did there? Yeah, I got it. <laughs> Thanks, dude, for you're spelling welcome. it out. You're welcome. Glad I could spell because that's the only thing I can spell out. Always here to help. Always here to help. And that rounds out the show. We want everybody to check out WrestlingToyTracker.com. Over there, they have the carded and loose prices of LGNs, Galoobs, Hasbros, Just Toys, Bendoms, Defining Moments. Uh, did I say retros? You did. Just Toys, Bendoms. You uh, did. Okay. I, I think. Oh, d- I say Defining Moments. Yeah. I think you covered it. Okay. I covered the gamut. WrestlingToyTracker.com if you're in the hunt for any of those figures and make sure you're getting the fair market value on those figures. Again, that's WrestlingToyTracker.com. All right, Scott, what you guys got for Drunk Wrestling History? I believe the episode that Eddie is dropping Friday is going to be Starcade 83. I believe. I thought he had dropped it already, but he hadn't. I forgot what last week's was now. Oh, Uh, no. Recommended five matches. We each did three with some honorable. Oh, that's right. Three matches. That's right. That's right. Yes. So if that sounds interesting, you can go check that show out. The one that's upcoming, it's either going to be the Valentine's Day episode or Starcade 83. I don't know which one he's dropping first. It makes sense to drop the Valentine's Day since today is Valentine's Day. Probably, but I don't know if it's dropping Friday or this past Friday or if it's dropping this coming Friday because he's on vacation right now. So I don't know when he got queued up and ready to download. Anyway. It's either going to be the Valentine's Day episode or Starcade 83. Okay. One of those two. I just don't know which one he selected before he went on vacation. But wherever you find your podcast at, you can find Drunk Wrestling History. We're on Twitter at Wrestling underscore Drunk. Because we're Drunk Wrestling History, where we're not always accurate, but we're always drunk. 
All right. And that is the show that <clears throat> likes to make fun of Scott's friends that and his brother. And Jeff, is, yes. And, and that are very boring. Yes. <laughs> we are not the life of the party, to say the least. Like that was pointed out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, glad you could let it go gracefully, dude. I'm laughing about it. It's okay, dude. I'm not, saying, <laughs> not sitting here cursing out your guys' name. It's actually kind of funny. So anyways. Uh, also, check out our other podcasting buddies you can find on Google, Rumble Wheel. Also, the TB Toycast. And do you want to know what we talked about this past week, Scott? Thimbles. It was not thimbles. Why would we talk about thimbles? That is Nesting not... dolls. Nesting dolls? Is that where you sit on them? Like you, you keep them warm? yes no yeah. we didn't talk about nesting. no no no. nesting dolls are those ones where it's like a, a very small like something or other and then it fits inside of a little bit bigger one and then that fits inside of a little bit bigger one. oh and you keep... weren't those called weeble wobbles no weeble wobbles were those just like egg-shaped toys that they'll wobble but they'll never fall oh i thought those went and into round bottoms no those weren't nesting dolls oh okay i got it got it no we didn't talk about those no we talked about mcdonald's disney masterpiece do you remember those little toys the giveaway? They came in like vhs boxes exactly back in 90s i do remember so we talked about series two i believe on that one the ones that came out in 97 they had toy story they had the the three cab cab caberos caberos okay cab caballeros caballeros yeah anyways we talked about those okay nice yeah, that was our uh, topic this past week on the Rumble Wheel. Sorry, not the Rumble Wheel. Daniel Cross is still mad at me because I make fun of Maximum Sweat and I got Rumble Wheel in the mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what we maybe, talked about. Maybe edit that part out of the show this week. <laughs> Keep them happy. <laughs> That's what we talked about on the TV toy cast amongst everything else. Also, check out the Positively Pro Wrestling podcast. He had a gentleman on this past week who wrote a book. It was called Kayfabe. And actually, he emailed us the other day, Scott. Oh, okay. Yeah, his name is, I went to the wrong email. I don't want to check my work email. There we go. His name is Dave Ruder. And he is an old school wrestling fan. And he wrote a book called Kayfabe, A Love Story. The book is a collection of short, entertaining, fingers crossed essays written in kayfabe that cover WWF, WWE from 85 to 93. So oh, nice. And he does talk about the King Kong Bundy LJN action figure. Oh, very good. So I do want to have very him on. Good. I do want to have him on the show. Just kind of BS with him. Uh, I think it would be fun. So uh, we'll reach back out to him. But yes, his name is Dave Ruder, and you can find his book Kayfabe, a love story. And Steve actually talks to him on the Positively Pro Wrestling podcast, and you can hear that over at PPW Podcast. Also, check out the Stolen Gimmicks. Congrats on one year, guys! Congrats, you guys. Yep, they went one year. That's great. It, and that's the thing is like, once you get into the swing of that, once you've made it a year, it just starts to steamroll after that. Like you have found your voice, you found your schedule, you've got a yep. routine. Like once you hit a year, man, the road's wide open now. Yep, exactly. So congrats guys. Also check out the in the marbles pod where they talk all things NASCAR NASCAR season's starting up. So you want to jump into their fantasy uh nascar thing so i'm doing that scott i need to pick my driver for the daytona 500 mm, give me a Nick name trickle is he still driving i, I should not no be idea. joining 
I should not be joining this freaking fan. Throw the name out there. See if it flies. All right. I'll I'll just message Nate, uh, Nathan. I'll just message Ethan and say Dick Trickle and see if that works. And if he says that guy doesn't drive anymore, then I'm screwed. He'll be like, see a doctor. Happy birthday, Ethan. Yes. Happy birthday last week, Ethan. Dude, I have an idea. Here's my game plan. For each race, you have to pick a driver. You can only pick the driver three times throughout the season. I am going to go on to Vegas betting odds. And for every single race, I'm going to pick the person that is in the lead. I want to see how close it comes at the end of the season. Oh, there you go. Okay. I'm going to try that. That's going to be my game plan as I just. I know everybody that plays the game that listens to this show is going to use your method. Yes. Yes, exactly. Okay. There you go. Way to put it out there, dude. (laughs) Also, check out Brian with the Legendary Wrestling Figures podcast where he goes over all LJN figures. Work the Odd Podcast with Jeff and Jamie. Pod Subject to Change with Nick Dunham and his two kids discussing wrestling from all eras, 80s to current day. Ryan Buds with Trivia with Buds. Fun 10 questions every single day. That is Trivia with Buds podcast. Chick Foley show with Sashina, Marco, and Jordan. RJ over at Ringside Rant. EJ and Rucker doing boots to the face. I want to get Rucker on the show too. I want him to sit in with us. It would be funny. It would get perverted, by the way. Perfect. You Even more so, Jeff. Yeah, because like you... You get turned up. Actually, you know what? <laughs> I said you get turned up. That's T-U-R-N-T. I think you and Rucker should drink for that show. That would be fun. I'm always game for that. All right. We'll make that happen. Also, check out Tim with Pulling Up a Chair and Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. Scott, roll call. Yep. Going to throw it out to Jason Wolf. If you need artwork, if you need custom figures, Jason's your guy. You got to check out his custom chop shop. Check out all the cool custom figures that he's doing. But you got to jump on his social media at The Art of Jason Wolf. Check out all of his cool stuff. That's Wolf, W-U-L-F. And Jeff, over on T-Public. Thank you. T-Public. Starman NJ. Starman NJ. Steve Hoker. Steve Hoker. T-shirts. Are you walking me through it or are you supplying me notes here? I don't know what I'm doing, but I know the spiel, so I'm just walking you through it. <laughs> I, I totally blanked on T-Public. I was like, wait, <laughs> I want to say T-Public, but is that right? Yes, it- it's T-Public. Head over to tpublic.com, search <laughs> store name Starman NJ. That is Steve's store. All the proceeds every single month go to a different charity, a good cause, because Steve is a hell of a guy. Give him support and in turn support some great charities at the same time. T Public, Starman NJ is the store name. And Jeff, that rounds out roll call. All right, Scott, and that rounds out the show. By the way, new Taco Bell items. You've been tagged in 50 of them. I can't wait. I'm super excited. Uh, I don't know about Baja Blast Pie. I'm, I like pie, so let's give it a shot. Yeah, that sounds like something crazy you do like when you're in Baja. But anyway, um, <laughs> the crunch wrap with the cheese it inside. I've had oh, it. Oh, you've had that? Well, yeah. I remember when I went to that uh, Taco oh, Bell that was right. doing the test. Yeah. yeah. The, the cheese it tostada was way better. But the crunch wrap, it's fine. Okay. It's all fine. Right. I'm hoping that they really ramp up the cheese it flavor. Okay. All right. And yeah, they a triple decker taco. Like, what the hell is that? I can't wait to find out. But dude, what got me? Milkshakes. Yes. How crazy is that? That Taco Bell is going into milkshakes. That's just milkshakes, dude. They've never had horchata because my first thought was horchata milkshake would just be incredible. But then I'm like, a cinnamon twist milkshake. Mm-hmm. You're printing your own money, dude. <laughs> Hasbro brings back mask. Taco Bell does a cinnamon twist milkshake. 
and you guys are trillionaires. I love your marketing schemes. <laughs> it's because I'm such a mark. <laughs> All right, Scott, that is it for episode 421. Anything else? Stay safe, stay healthy, big life since 2016. Happy toy hunting and happy Valentine's Day. Oh, you got your radio voice going on over there. Happy Valentine's Day. Hey, hey, this is Scott Toon coming at you. 104.1. Coming at you from 1269. <laughs> Scott, it's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to all you couples out there. I'm invading through your ear holes. Oh, that's another hole that's getting invaded tonight. You thought you had three, you have five. <laughs> <laughs> god damn it all right all right stop that all right uh i want to thank everybody for listening to episode 421 hashtag fig life adios (laughs) i'm gonna make that the beginning (laughs) very good Let's go! Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. With the OGs of WFP. Fully poseable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.